Welcome to another session on Winning Words, where we speak life to influence others. Hi, I'm Ross Jelseth, and today I am so excited to talk to you about a topic that is so important to me, and I hope it is important to you. And the topic is the word legacy. So as we begin, I want you to ponder two questions. One, what legacy did you inherit or did you pick up or did you receive? So what legacy did got passed down to you? The second question I want you to ponder is what legacy do you want to leave behind? In other words, what are you going to transfer on to your circle of influence, your friends, your children, your grandchildren. So here we go. First of all, in keeping with our pattern, I think it's important that we all get the same definition of legacy. And in the dictionary, here's a couple of simplistic definitions. First of all, it says, legacy is something handed down or received from an ancestor or predecessor. In other words, someone's gone on before and they've left a legacy behind. They've left something behind for the next generation. The other definition is a bit more of a verb in that a legacy is something that exists, exists is a verb, as a result of something that happened in the past. Someone else's activities resulted in something being left behind. Something that someone has achieved that continues to exist even after they stop working or after they die. It extends its life, so to speak. So now that we're on the same page in terms of definition, I want to move into the sincere conversation about what is my legacy as a person going to be? What is your legacy going to be? I already phrased you've learned from someone else. You picked up somebody else's legacy. I have as well. I can, for example, I think of my father, not a perfect man, but one of the legacies that my father instilled in me that I live to this day, even though he's been in heaven for close to 29 years. And that is the legacy of work ethic. My father was a farmer and he never shied away from work. Hard work was a part of his life every day as a successful farmer. And he extended that legacy onto me. So I would challenge you right now, identify what legacy you've picked up on. Whose legacy has it been? And what is it that has been left behind for you? What continues living in your life, even though the person that left the legacy may not be with you day to day, or may have passed on. Now, I would suggest this to you, and this I think is a powerful statement. A life lived with intention 
has daily opportunities to leave a legacy, a lasting influence. My book, Winning Words, is about the power of influence. But if you think about today, near the end of July 2020, when I'm taping this session, this statement, a life lived with intention, has daily opportunities. Do you realize, do you stop and think, do I pause enough in the busyness of life to think about that today I have opportunity to leave a legacy and the legacy can be a lasting influence. So let's just pause for a moment. Let me ask you a very important question. What lasting influence do you want to leave? Now, when you think about the people that have left the legacy that you realize. My question to you now is, how are you going to go about shaping your legacy? I hope, and I would suggest to you, that you want to be intentional about creating and taking advantage of the opportunities, but being intentional about leaving the best possible legacy, leaving the best possible lasting influence. Let me go back into God's word. God's word is filled with the word generations. The best legacies extend themselves generation after generation after generation. Part of the legacy that you may have inherited or received and you may live on today may extend back not just to your parents, but to your grandparents or your great-grandparents. Legacy has a means by which it can be passed on from generation to generation. And Psalm 78 references so well because in that chapter of the book of Psalms, which is a collection of poems and songs, there is the teaching that we are to pass on the goodness of all that God has done and let it be known to our children. In other words, we're intentionally extending on the legacy of what God has done. If we don't tell our children, who will? If you don't tell your children, who will? If your children don't learn from you, something about a legacy that you've left them, who will? So let's be intentional about leaving the very best influence, the very best legacy. In my book, there are a number of statements, sayings that I collected from leaders, pastors, coaches, influential people. And... <clears throat> one of which is Dr. Fulton Buntain, who was the senior pastor at Life Center in Tacoma, Washington for 41 years. That's a long time to do anything. But one of his trademarks, so to speak, the people to this day, even though he's in heaven, talk about as a part of his legacy were what he called his chin lifters. In other words, they were used to inspire and encourage his congregation and his friends 
Let me give you three. The more you give thanks, the more you have to be thankful for. Here's one of his famous that most of the congregation can repeat. Things you appreciate tend to get better. Things you depreciate tend to get worse. And one more. Simply, you can't change yesterday. Now, these sayings, these chin lifters, as he called them, remain a part of his legacy today. Because if you think about a chin lifter, he used these sayings as a way to encourage his congregation, encourage his people to get beyond today, to get over whatever challenges that they were being faced with. So these chin lifters were meant to lift, to inspire, to encourage. That is a powerful legacy. Now, thinking about that, Pastor Fulton Buntain had a congregation of thousands. Well, if those thousands received these chin lifters and the advice that came with them, so to speak, then they become a part of extending that legacy because they pass them on to a next generation, so to speak. So that's a perfect example of legacy of encouragement and it gets extended on from a Sunday morning at Life Center in Tacoma, Washington to people 10, 15, 20 years later. Now, let me teach from the basket I know best. You cannot teach from an empty basket. You cannot feed from an empty basket. So in speaking about legacy, I can best speak from the standpoint of what I know. So years ago, I decided to develop a personal mission statement. Why? Because I thought it was important that I could simplistically identify every day, what is my mission? So I came up with this, and it's so simple, but it served me well. If you do not have a mission statement, I would implore you, exhort you to develop one. It's helpful. It's helpful, especially in times where you're uncertain about something or what to do. So here's the mission statement I came up with. To serve God and people to the best of my ability. To serve God and people to the best of my ability. Now, this simple statement can shape my daily to-do list as well as my long-term aspirations and goals. As I live out this mission each day, my life, in part, is creating a legacy that benefits people now because I'm serving God, I'm serving people to the best of my ability. I didn't say to average. I didn't say once in a while. I didn't say when I got around to it. I said to serve God and people to the best of my ability. If you fast forward to that, and at the sum total of my time on earth, people would look at what effect I had on them, whether this is my wife, my children, my grandchildren, uh, players that I've coached, people that I've worked with in organizations, speeches that I've given that have 
impacted people, prayers I've lifted up, all of that could be interpreted as my legacy. Now, sometimes you can learn what your leg, you can get a snapshot of what your legacy is in your lifetime. We've talked about it being a daily opportunity to create a legacy by influencing people. I had a unique opportunity having served for 26 years as the headmaster at Life Christian Academy. Started in 1993, felt like by the end of the 2019 school year, it was time for me to transition to other opportunities. So I had to transition out. Well, the people of Life Christian Academy and Life Center chose to have a celebration moment, gather a couple hundred people together in a room, have a wonderful meal. And unbeknownst to me, the program had put, been put together and included 14 people who spoke to that crowd of friends, family, and colleagues gathered for that celebration, I guess, of my tenure as the headmaster of the school. After a few speakers had come and gone from the podium, it became obvious that their remarks was really a snapshot, a picture of my legacy as a person, as a colleague, as a coach, and a headmaster. Many people spoke of the affect or effect of my leadership and the legacy I'd left for the school and the people it served. Now, that gave me a very clear and concise picture of my influence and my legacy. So I think it's so important that as we're living life, we continue to ask ourselves, what do we want our legacy to be? How intentional are we about it? And then go about shaping that legacy every day with what we do. Some additional sayings that I've used relative to encouraging people and helping them learn and helping extend my legacy to them. One of which I've used with people and football players for years as a coach. We get better or worse every day. We never stay the same. The second one, enthusiasm is common, endurance is rare. Very few people have as much endurance quota as they do enthusiasm. At the beginning, everybody's enthusiastic, but when it gets a little tough, the endurance quota starts to kick in. Endurance is rare comparatively to enthusiasm. One more, shepherd the flock. These are my people and I am responsible for leading them. Shepherd the flock. These are my people and I am responsible for leading them. Leadership is a taking on of responsibility. In our country in the summer of 2020, in my opinion, we see a significantly high number of elected officials who have chosen not to accept responsibility for leading during difficult times. 
in the midst of protests and anxiety, elected officials at a time when their leadership should be at its strongest have chosen to turn the other way. They've chosen to blame others. So one of my favorites, again, is shepherd the flock. These are my people, and I am responsible for leading them. As we begin to look deeper into legacy, my friend Ben Newman wrote a chapter titled Inspiring Legacy and Greatness in Others. Ben wrote a book called Leave Your Legacy, The Power to Unleash Your Greatness. Here's what he says in the book. This is powerful. I believe our legacy will be defined by the accomplishments and fearless nature by which our daughters and sons take on the global challenges we face. I also wonder if perhaps the most lasting expression of one humility lies in the ability to foster and mentor our own children. If we bring this in real close, real tight, so to speak, there's no greater audience in terms of affecting with your legacy than your own family, your own daughters and sons. Who they are going to become can be tremendously influenced and impacted by your intentional legacy. What is it we're passing on to our children? I'll give you a little insight on one little thing that God helped me come up with years ago. I have two sons, both of which are now in their 30s. But early on, we've been doing this for many years. One of the first Saturdays in every January of each new year, I get together with those two sons, just the three of us, and we discuss what the coming year is going to be about for them. We review the previous year. We set our goals for the year ahead. We discuss the challenges. We discuss what we've learned from the previous year. But most importantly, what are we doing? I am trying to be intentional about helping them realize the importance of sitting down and evaluating and projecting their life ahead. If you're not concerned about where you're going and what's your destination, any road will get you there. But if you are concerned about what your destination, your goal, your outcome, then you, I would suggest to you that you need a specific path, a specific direction. So by getting together with my sons on those Saturday mornings over breakfast, typically a two-hour conversation, I'm being very intentional about two things. One, my influence with them, and two, that someday they'll do the same with what? Their sons or daughters. So you and I have influence over others. The question is, how intentional 
are we about taking advantage of the opportunities or do we let yet another day slip by? Personally, I'm thankful for the words and the legacy that have been spoken over me and to me during my lifetime. And because I'm thankful, I feel like I want to be so intentional about collecting what I've gained, what I've learned, the influences I've felt, the legacies I've gained from, so to speak. And I simply want to pass those on to others. I want to create a legacy. I want to leave a legacy. But most importantly, I want the legacy to be passed on to influence others. Let me close with this statement from my book. I love this. And I wrote this years ago. Here it is. A man's birthright is his opportunity. His legacy is what he did with the opportunity. A man's birthright. We all have a birthright. That gives us opportunity, man or woman. His legacy, your legacy, my legacy, is what we do with the opportunity. So I hope this discussion today has been helpful to you in the challenge, the opportunity, the responsibility to not only influence others, create your legacy, extend your legacy, and let others extend the legacy to the next generation. Thanks for being with us as we've talked about the power of legacy, the impact of legacy, and the opportunities that we have to be people of legacy. Thanks for being with us. Look forward to being with you next week on yet another session of Winning Words, Speaking Life to Influence Others. God's best to you. Have a great week.